Hola, ¿cómo estás? Bienvenidos. Um, eh, soy yo, soy yo, es el Santos Luis, con mi socio Miguel Mus. ¡Arriba! And te buen, mi bueno amigo Giovanni. How's that? How's that? Muy bien, muy bien. Was that Super. good? I tried. Yeah. I tried. That's about it. I'd that's say, all I can do. I'd say that's equivalent to, I mean, at least Spanish level two in middle school, <laughs> high school, perhaps. I don't know. Yay. I feel good. How's everyone doing today? Feeling good. Good? <laughs> yeah, I'm feeling really good, man. I'm glad to be off of work. I'm here mm. freaking relaxing. I'm feeling great. I'm so glad to... I got to hold my baby when I got home. So that was like my most favorite moment is just when you get to hold your kid, you see them, they love you. And you're like, ah, fuck, I would kill so many people for you. I love you so much. <laughs> That's good. To hear. Uh, I feel good to be here. Um, uh, filled with burritos and surrounded by alcohol. Nice. So I got my uh, Modelo ready. It's open. I got my Corona. I'm going to compare and contrast which one's the better one. I think I'm leaning towards Modelo. But, oh, you um, already have a favorite? Come on, man. So I've, I've tried Corona many times, and I feel like it tastes good in a bottle. I've had it once in a can, and it didn't taste it well. Is that so, just me? Is that, Do you think like some drinks taste better in a certain way? Uh, I, when it comes to beer, I'm probably going to go with um, uh, Mexican beer. Uh, probably the black bottle ones, the Modelo Negro ones. Oh, I've never had a, those. I was about to say Modelo in a bottle is a lot better than Modelo in a can. I don't oh, know yeah. why, but it just... <laughs> okay. It tastes... If you put it in an ice cooler all fucking day, you'll get that and you peel that fucking... Like you were saying, the gold top. Or it's, yeah, a little foil. Yeah, the foil off and you get that. Dude, it's delish. It's delicious. And generally, it's a family member you're drinking it with, so it feels even better. Yeah, that's, we always have that in barbecues. I like mm -hmm. the... Go to beer for barbecues. That's when I that's when I buy it. It's my one of my mom's favorites. That's like on special occasions. I'm like, I gotta get the Modelo Negro. <laughs> I never had the Negro. I hope that we this fucking rain. I don't know why it's still raining in April, but I hope we can barbecue soon. Mm, I'm sure. I'm sure. Today wasn't too bad. I, did it rain over where where you guys are at? It was raining yesterday, which was weird too. Yeah, it yeah, rained yeah. like yeah. all day too. It wasn't like just a little bit of rain in the morning. It was just all fucking day. And I, I hate I hate that when I can't like one of the good things about living in California is you could just be like, oh well, it's August. It's not gonna rain. Yeah. <laughs> you could yeah, you, you yeah. can you can plan your day ahead of doing stuff outside because it's not gonna rain. Here it's like, ah, it might start fucking raining. We don't know. Yeah, you never know. You, know? you never know. But in, in Cali, it's just like it's not gonna rain. If it's it's in the middle of August, you're not gonna get rain at all. So you could just go and do your do whatever you want to do, which is nice. Mm. That's I the thing about work. single. Day. I left oh. work early and uh, yesterday, and then like as soon as I walked out of the building, it started raining. It was like a sign that I probably should have just kept on working. <laughs> yeah. That's that's what it is about single de mayo, man. It's the fifth of May, so whatever weather you get. That's what you're going to get. My buddy just went on a camping trip this past weekend and he froze his ass off with his girlfriend the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> they caught some fish, which is great, but they slept like an hour because it was so goddamn cold. So you, you know how it is. When, like, when it's so cold, you can't even go to sleep on a camping trip. You got to go out and make the fire hotter because you're like, fuck, I'm freezing. Not enough blankets out of here. 
and it's the fifth of May, you know, or it's, it's early. So I never, I never camp like, unless it's like the middle of the summer, like July, August, I never, I never go camping. I just, I hate being cold like that, dude. Yeah. And that I even hate it more move. if it rained. If it started to fucking rain, dude. Oh my God. Be worse. <laughs> Bro, I've kept in April and it was fucking miserable. So cold. My dog was like crying. I've never heard my dog cry being cold. <laughs> I was like, holy shit, get in here. Oh my God. Anyways. Well, yes. Uh how are you, bud? I'm doing pretty good. Um you know, just filled with oh, I just ate a delicious burrito. That's fantastic. Oh, excellent. What kind of burrito? Um, I don't know. I just told my mom just give me a burrito. <laughs> And she gave it to me, and that's how it's And happened. I inhaled. Okay. Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, I think it was like beef, maybe. I don't know. You think it was, it was beef? I Damn, think it was hilarious. beef. Nice. <laughs> uh, well, Giovanni, we, most episodes lately, we've been I've been doing like this hindsight thing. I talk about what we talked about on the last episode. I, I thought of you when I recorded that episode because we talked about movies. And you're, you're, whenever I see a good trailer, I think, oh, I got to take Giovanni to see that movie. Uh, <laughs> um, we talked about soundtracks from movies. Um, and I, I, I really wanted to see some of the movies that you talked about, Mikey, but I haven't found the time. I probably, I'll, if I'm not too drunk after tonight's episode, I'll, la I'll see uh, Last of the Mohicans. Yeah, you watch Grease. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's awesome. He he would love. I told him, Gio, I told him, I was like, bro. Yeah. I, I picked one of the songs. Remember the scene where he's like running through the woods and that song? <laughs> that was a song I chose, right? And I was like, yeah. dude, you got to watch this movie. Like, you will run in the woods and think about this song every time after this. Like, I don't know what it's it is. Odd, I watched that movie and then. The flea market that we would go to in San Jose had like a ton of pirated movies, and it was cool because you can get like one one double layer DVD, and it had like six fucking movies at horrible oh. resolution, but it, it had them and it would play them, and it was it had that one, and then it had both of the the Gods Must Be Crazy movies, which are probably one of some of my favorite movies of all time. I love those two. I've never seen the Gods Must Be Crazy. Oh, Is that dude, that pretty movie's epic? so great. It's like. Now you couldn't make a movie like that because it would immediately get called like racist or whatever it is that they call movies now. But that movie, that movie, I mean, they never, they didn't make it to be mean or anything. It was, it was a comedy movie, but it was really funny, dude. Um, <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> it was, it's set in, in, in Central Africa in this, like one of those nomadic tribes. Uh -huh. And this plane is flying through the middle of the, the uh, African desert and the dude is drinking a Coke and he drops it. Um, he drops a bottle of coke out of the plane and it like tumbles down and it hits one of the one of the African dudes and he's never seen anything like it. He's like, what the hell is this? He's never seen like he doesn't know what glasses, right? Uh huh. Right. And like it just goes to like yep. they they look at it and they start playing music with it and they start like just like oh it's really smooth so we can sand snake skins and stuff like that and it completely takes over like their oh, tribe. Shit. <laughs> And then, then they start fighting over it. It's like, this thing is evil. We got to take it to the edge of the world and throw it throw it out of there. And so it's like this dude is traveling all through Africa, which is massive. It's like takes months to travel to the coast of Africa. Okay, this movie sounds amazing. I'm going to watch it. This movie is sick, dude. It's so, it's so good. It's Stop so there. I'm already in. I'm already in. 
<laughs> that the fact there's that they two, there's two of them. The, the gods must be crazy, and the gods must be crazy too. You got to watch both of them, dude. They're amazing okay. movies. That's cool. I like how they played on reality with the fact yeah. that you know real crashed planes or you know the tribes in South America where they see planes and they've dropped goods. They're like the god. Thank God for the you know metal warrior that drops up you know whatever the hell they they've yeah. done their own things too that's amazing yeah dude great movies but yeah I watched that and I watched the Last of the Mohicans on that one that that was on there too and then I think Braveheart or something was on there another good movie too oh nice damn they filled it with some epic movies yeah dude they had deals on those that was like before we had fast internet that's like where I would we would buy most of our stuff because we. We had dial-up internet, so you're not torrenting shit on that. You know? can't even watch, like, nudie movies on that thing, dude. Well, you, you could. Like, you could watch video on, on YouTube and stuff like that. But, like, I remember when, when YouTube was around, you'd have to go to YouTube, wait for it to load, search up a video, wait for that to load, oh, click yeah. on the video, and then pause the video, and then wait for the video to yeah, the buffer. and play it. <laughs> yeah. Hard days of the fucking YouTube, Hard. dude. Yeah, dude. Those are some of the best days over YouTube, to be honest. I remember when the comment section was real people. Like, I don't know. Like, we, we've all, first off, if, if people trolled back in the day, it was original trolling, which everybody understood that that's what it is. We're making fun of, we're just trolling. It's a joke. Yeah. Or, and you can legitimately talk to people and it would just be like a real person. There wouldn't be like a whole facade or a joke or like, you know, it wasn't about having your own channels. It was like, I posted this cool video. It's hilarious. Or look at me at a slip and slide. You know, it wasn't really that yeah. big a deal. <laughs> or look at me yeah. fart on my brother. Oh, yeah. I farted, <laughs> I farted on my brother on one of my videos just because I was like, hey, fuck it. Nobody cares. 2000, yeah, dude, 2007 YouTube, I still I still remember where you could like how you could put HTML thing. Like you could put a background on your channel. And you can customize your channel however you wanted it and stuff like that. It was so cool. That was, really? that was so fun. Yeah, like, so it's like a MySpace? Like, kind of, yeah. It was like MySpace, but like it was built into it. You didn't have to like add any code to it. You could like, oh, do you want this background? You can upload pictures of whatever background you wanted. You can like have your channel set up whatever, whichever way you wanted. It was cool, dude. The, the late 2000s for YouTube before like fucking YouTubers started to turn it into a job and advertisers came in and stuff like that. Before all of that, like it was, it was a really cool website. When Jenna Marbles was dating her first boyfriend, that was when it was cool. Before Philip DeFranco became Philip DeFranco, before Philip DeFranco started comment talking about himself as a like YouTuber guy, you know, before even when it used to be the other guy M equals three, you know, when it was that yeah. dude, when that was the original YouTuber guy, that's when it was like it was starting to get weird. He was like starting to like compile up videos and talk about other YouTubers and stuff. I just like Whatever. compilations. People would make compilations of all kind of kinds of funny yeah. shit, and it would just that was right. Watch yeah. those, because um, it just it now it feels honestly YouTube feels more like just watching TV more than anything. Mm -hmm. Channels like it, a little it felt channel. like being on the internet. You know, it felt like being on a website. That's kind of what I like about it now, though. Is like <laughs> I'll watch. I'm sorry, this is steering away from music, Lewis, but I'll watch like NFL whatever all for, for like hours or i'll yeah. watch documentaries on wars or things that happen and that's what i like about youtube is it really uh tickles that adhd bone like yeah. you can watch any movie on any subject on any person and it's probably you got a variation of you know a variety to choose from yeah 
So yeah. speaking of the last, uh, what did you watch any videos or did you listen to the songs at all? You know, Lewis. Oh, what? The from song? the last podcast, from the last episode. Uh, I haven't, I haven't found the time yet, but I really want to la- watch the last of Mohicans. Are you allowed uh, to listen to your uh, headphones at work? No. Oh, frick. What about the ones you can hide? You should grow your hair out. <laughs> you my can. Friend, uh, my friend Mark uh, wears a beanie on the, on the, <laughs> and he just hides it. That's what I would do. Uh, I mean, they have the ones that you can just, is it that big a deal? They, they say it is. <sighs> Dude, I knew people in high school that would cheat that way, and they'd get like Bluetooth headphones, and they were like, and it, like when they're really expensive. Even back then, back in like 2010, they'd get like these small Bluetooth headphones off, off the internet, and then they'd connect it to like a phone or an MP3 player, and it would just tell them stuff. <laughs> like that's how they stopped allowing people to. Because I remember some of my classes, you could listen to headphones while you did your work or while you did a test, yeah. and yeah. then they took that shit off. Really, they did that to you guys? Yeah, just because people started, yeah. like, it was so easy to cheat with using that, right? Like, especially, like, on, on <laughs> stuff where it was, like, more, like, anything that wasn't math-related, you could pretty much cheat on it using your yeah. headphones. You could just record everything that you you needed to study the night before and then put it on an MP3. Uh, I, I remember I was uh, in a class, uh, I think I was, take, I was taking a test, and I was listening to uh, music and like we were allowed to but i think oh in the middle of the test you know i had my songs just played on shuffle and i had like i think i had like dancing queen by abba and i was like i don't feel like listening to this right now and then my teacher snatched my phone right out of my hand and then he took my test because thinking i'm cheating but i just didn't want to listen to abba It's an honest mistake, sir. Who the fuck wants to listen to ABBA on repeat? Listen. Goddamn torture. Oh, I totally understand. That's That sucks, bro. You're like, I'm not some fucking mastermind, dude. It's me. It's Lewis. I would never do that. Do I have a reputation at least I can fall back on? I would hate when teachers do that shit to you. And you're like, dude, have I not been an honest man? Have I not up to this point been a fucking good student? Why would you think I would do such a thing? I, I used to hide what? notes and pins, though. Oh, yeah, like take a pen apart and hide it in there, and then take yeah. it apart when you have Yep. <laughs> Put it in your socks. They're not going to make Put you take out your socks. It's not fucking prison. You know what I'm saying? It's like if somebody makes you lift up your pant and, and show your sock, you're like, fuck you, dude. I'm not doing that. Oh, man. I. I think I only saw one girl one time cheat like that, where she she actually like physically because by by then like by late twenty thirteen when I was still in, in school, um, almost everybody had a phone. I didn't have a phone up until I think like I don't know when you got a phone, Lewis, but I I I got a phone twenty twelve. That's when I that's when I first got, uh, right? I should say at first I got my my first smartphone. Because before that, I had a, I didn't, I didn't have an Android. I had a candy bar phone, and I couldn't afford it, like an iPhone or anything. Um, but I, I had my first like smartphone in uh, 20, 2012. and I remember seeing a girl cheating like that, and uh, at the skill center. 
um, using that, like she she like write pen, like write something on a pen, and, like clip it to like her notebook or something like that, and sheet off that. So, um, uh, 2012, how old were you at the time? Oh, 16, I would have been, been 16. Dude, so 2012, you get your first fucking smartphone. What a whole new world of porn that opens up to you. You're like, a whole new world. Don't you dare close your eyes. <laughs> up beating your meat all night. I was already like pretty much hooked on the internet long, long before that. Like, I remember, because I know Lewis knows this, like I would leave I skip school and you would think it's like I'm gonna go skip school to smoke weed or whatever. No, dude, I'd go to like I'd skip school and like our high school was right right by uh, a public library. Yeah. So I'd mm-hmm. walk down there to the Three Creeks Library and then just sit and just on my laptop and just <laughs> the entire. <laughs> and it wasn't like oh, I was even skip school to go to the library. Out. You know, the thing is, like, you're 16 or 17. Like, as a young person, that's the only time it's acceptable. If I see a 20-something-year-old person doing that, like, come on, dude. Be better, guy. You can rent an apartment. You know, when you're 15, 16, like, you can't get caught at home. You can't go nowhere. You can't drive nowhere. You're fucking stuck. <laughs> Where can you go? <laughs> it, was, it was cool. Like, I I mean, in a way, I think it's good. Um, <sighs> fucking drugs are, like, Ever, dude everybody did drugs. i don't know if you knew this lewis but like almost everybody did fucking drugs in skyview wow like everybody was, what is was drugs it. what does that mean well it was like it, it wasn't i don't count weed as that okay cool but, cool neither do i okay. but it, I it was it was like a lot of the girls did cocaine i remember okay. this dude that i had um i think it was my fucking te- not a textiles class it was like the one that i got because i failed textiles because <laughs> um, I was not, because I was never there. I, I oh, yeah. ended up getting this class, and we're, me and him were like the only juniors. Everybody that was like a freshman, and dude pulls out like a fucking bag in the middle. He's like, "Oh, he's like I'm gonna party with this." I, he was like showing, like trying to like flex on him. I was like, "Okay, well, put your fucking cocaine or whatever the fuck that is." So it turned out it was like ketamine or something. But yeah, people were doing. Whoa. People were really? doing fucking drugs. Like I, wow. I didn't Jesus, know. Jesus, dude. I didn't, yeah, I didn't know how bad it was until like my my junior year. Um, that like a lot of the people that like to party there would do would do shit like that. So in a way, it was kind of good that I I didn't do any of that stuff, and I just I honestly just wasted my fucking time just playing starcraft during high school and uh <laughs> um just going on reddit and trolling people on reddit and doing dumb shit on the internet like i didn't i didn't do any of that stuff but yeah i remember pretty much throughout high school that was like a common thing i was like ah, i don't want to go to this fucking class i'm gonna go to the library real quick sit for like two hours skip two classes and then do like the last one <laughs> yeah wow that's crazy but i had no idea about that, about that about the jars yeah, um I don't know if you remember um, this girl. Well, actually, so I do I'm drug gonna... dealers purposely hit up high schools because I swear to God, I never see so many drugs that I did in high school, well, college. Yeah, but that makes more sense. But high school, it's like people are trying to be so hard, like you just said about your buddy. I, I, maybe it's just the atmosphere being around a bunch of other dudes competing for all these other hot chicks that you're just trying to fucking outdo each other all the time or bring the coolest new thing that the girls might like. I think. I think a lot of it, honestly, like when we went to high school from 2010 to 2014, now it's been eradicated because a ton of like police departments took it down. But like everybody that that got it, had like got it, or at least in some some other than weed, got it some form of like 
other kind of drug, or not not other kind of drug, but like a type of drug that they got was from like the dark web or from like the internet. Like, oh, yeah, dude, shit! That was, like, really, really popular. Like, oh, duh. Like, yeah, you're gonna fucking be ordering oh. some shit from China or whatever, and you're gonna be ingesting that. You don't know what the fuck is in there. It's like so many people die now because they they think they're doing like Percocets or something, and it's like, oh, surprise, it's fentanyl, and you're yeah. overdosed. Da, 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 da. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. Just stick to weed, people, and have some beers occasionally. Yeah. <laughs> some tequila, especially today. Lewis, you're drinking tequila, right? Yes, sir. Jose uh, Cuervo, right? What kind is that? Uh, gold tequila. Jose Cuervo? What do you know about Jose Cuervo? I don't know. I don't know him. I'm going to try him. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it's a, a decent tequila. It's a, it's like a pretty, pretty good one. Let's stall the guy, Winko. Eighteen hundred is probably a little bit better, but that's a little bit more expensive. Yeah, I don't know. You're drinking like a man. The only thing I'm drinking today is a Mexi Mocha. Kept it on theme. <laughs> what you drinking today, Jimmy Uh, I'm probably gonna have some beer later. Um, I try not to, every time I fucking, because I, I just ate, and every time I drink, and then I, or I eat, and then I drink, that's like, <laughs> if I drink too much, I'm going to end up losing what I ate. Um, uh-huh. I don't want to do For that. Sure. I always feel the, like the worst. If it was like hard alcohol, I could probably do it, but if it, I'm, since I'm having beer, I don't want to, I don't want to rush it. Um, yeah, I can't handle alcohol the way I used to, hence why Lewis is drinking and I'm not. Yeah, we have a new goal of uh, coming up with new ways to get me messed up. Well, uh, I mean, look, look, it doesn't have to happen every time. Every it's, other, this time. just happens to be a you know single the money. It just is what it is. This is like an excuse for everybody to have margaritas, drink tequila. You know, I mean, that's a cheap way of doing it. But like, let's be honest, as Americans, we cheapen every holiday. So, uh, you know, drink up a little bit. Jose Cuervo. Uh, what's your other one? Modelo and Corona, all a t- triangle, Beautiful. a triangle tear around me. With those beers, though, you kind of have to drink them pretty fast, or else it kind of goes. It's true. Goes stale on you. Yeah, do especially it. the especially the <laughs> Modelo. If you if you let it sit for a while, it doesn't taste that good. Yeah. Uh, we had a four twenty episode. Was that two two weeks ago now? I, I yep, got serious, seriously messed up. <laughs> the most high I've ever been. That was the most hilarious episode, too. Freaking. I, I can't smoke weed, bro. I, I honestly, I freak the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> well, you would have been exciting to watch, too, perhaps, because Lewis was <laughs> very entertaining. I just, is it just me, or is it like the, the weed is just crazier? Like, it's just so fucking, so ridiculously strong now. Um, where it's, I, cause for a long time it was like, I think it might just be me, but I remember in high school smoking weed and it never, it never made me freak out. It wasn't until it became legal and people started to grow it, like fuck, doing some crazy ass, like hydroponics or whatever. And the weed just became so fucking insane. And I just, yeah. Maybe they were like, let's, let's, let's show them they don't want this legal. Let's prove it. Dude, it's fucking insane, bro. I've heard people have like anxiety attacks from taking, um, <laughs> from eating those gummies. 
Oh yeah. <laughs> I've seen man, I think I've had my fair share of anxiety issues, but what I I mean, I tell everybody like I watched my dad have a little panic attack or whatever the hell it was, and I was like, dude, listen, you're gonna smoke some serious weed. You gotta get prepared. Like be showered, get ready to stretch or take a walk, drink a lot of water, have some food at the house already, make sure you don't have to go anywhere. Because the minute you deal with a problem or a struggle, you are going to get fucking hit with a shit ton of anxiety. And you're going to freeze and you're going to freak out. And uh, it's all in the, prepa- uh, the preparation, you know. But that takes some time to learn. Like, and I'm a real, I'm a real one, you know what I'm like? Like, I'm on the opposite spectrum where I'm, like, finding the serious best uh, cannabis and joints that I can find. Because I like the more potent ones just because... I really feel like it either opens up my third eye or I just fucking love how my body feels fucking amazing and I'm, I'm relaxed and stretched out. I can hold my baby for like hours and not even, no, not that long. It still hurts, <laughs> but you know, uh, uh, I, I'm not, but I'm not the type who's couch locked. Like I, I go out and do things and uh, I think just like any other substance or chemical or whatever the hell it is, you either got to find the right strain or it just doesn't line up right with you or it does. And I, I just think that's, what it is for everything it doesn't have to be for everybody and i think like my dad people who get anxiety attacks the people who use cannabis a lot would say take more and try to work through it understand it and then take different you know like i say prepare for it get ready for a walk stretch or take a shower already you know do make sure you don't have to go anywhere and really respect what it is that you're going to do it's not just like having a beer i think people think it's just like having a beer or two like i'm just gonna have a couple beers and when you're not ready for it, you're like, oh, my God, you know, I'm in my feelings. I'm in my I feel everything, but I feel nothing. I can't move. You know? yeah. <laughs> so it's like I get it. And uh, but I've been able to I've been using it for a really long time. I, it felt like go, coming home the first time I ever used cannabis. I felt so relaxed and at ease. At ease. It, it was a weird like maybe it has to, you know, I'm sure a psychiatrist would break all that shit down, but it, it just, it filled every little need and void that I had at that moment. And it ever has, it has ever since. So it's like, it's been amazing. It's been an additive in my life and a tool, but you know, at times I've had to stop and make sure I can do whatever it is that I had to do, get done. But yeah, the the weed is stronger, but it's because there's people like me who keep using it. <laughs> yeah. It seems like not like, uh, what are those things called? Uh, it looks like fucking earwax. What's it called? Oh, dabs or uh, it's like yeah, it's, it dude. is wax. Yeah, dabs. Yeah, bro, like that. That's kind of stuff. Like when I was reading into it, what it was, I'm like, this would probably, I would probably have a heart attack with this. That stuff to me is like, I was telling Lewis on the episode, the 420 episode, that the minute you get, you know, like a butane lighter or something like a blowtorch, and then you got to heat up a nail, mm-hmm. and you need your 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 system is called a rig. Like, I like a bong, a water bong. You know, I put a little bit of ice in there. But now I need a rig. I'm like, I don't like this whole wording. I don't like the situation. I like, yeah, it's beautiful. It's blown glass, whatever, whatever. But now I'm burning, like, oils instead of actual flower leaf and stuff. I don't know. I mean, I I don't think vape, like, I don't think somebody should be inhaling just vape pen all the time. You know, you got to get a, the, the oil in your lung, you know, some people are having issues with it because because of faulty cartridges but uh in general 
I think you should give that shit a break every now and then because you'll just have just that oil build up in your lungs and it's not a natural way to do it. The natural yeah. way to do it is to just burn the leaf or, you know, eat it and uh, take in the potency that way. Yeah. I I used it for a while. I I, I, uh, I liked vaping. I just, eventually I just kept hearing shit about it that's kind of scared me. And it's like, we don't, really don't know what it could potentially do in the future so i just weaned mm-hmm. myself off of it um it's easier than tobacco too to stop but um i think a lot of the things where people fucked up was like if you don't smoke and then you're vaping that's fucking dumb because you're just gonna get addi- addicted to nicotine that way if you're mm-hmm. smoking you probably shouldn't be vaping instead i think like that's like the best way to go about it but that shit is everywhere dude now like uh, uh, my Little brother would tell me, and it's like, yeah, everybody in my fucking school vapes. I was like, well, that fucking sucks. Seems How old be... is he? Uh, he is about to graduate now. Oh, wow. So, yeah. Okay. Dude, back in my day, it was just like taking a dip, smoking some weed, drinking some burrs. Burrs. Burrs, bro. It wasn't nothing burrs. about like fucking heroin. Get that shit out of my face. Cocaine? I don't need that. I ain't trying to die from no John Candy disease. Yeah. John, what's his name? John Farrell, Chris Farrell, Chris Farley. That guy right there. You're probably right with John Candy too. You know, just don't ride. If you're, I always just was like, I'm a big dude. I'm not gonna ride the white pony. No uppers for me. No needles. I'm just gonna go straight Jamaican style. I've always just, I'm, I, I don't know why, but I've always just been a big. I have to moderate it now because of how, how um, bad it could be for me. But I, I've always been a big drinker. Well, yeah. Um, well, culture promotes the hell out of drinking, though. Everybody loves a drink in the family, in my family, at least. That's the thing, though. That's like my dad is a fucking alcoholic, so I have to like be careful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for real. I have, to, I have to be really, really cautious about um, about that. So I try to, I, I try to moderate it where it just it's through social events or every once in a while. Right during the fucking lockdown, though, I was telling mm. Lewis like. I had these coupons for, which is fucked up that there's even coupons for, for alcohol, but it, it wasn't, it wasn't like that. It was, it was coupons for, it was coupons for 7-Eleven that if you bought something, you can get whatever else that was like, whatever else under a certain price, 50% off. So I was getting these two tall boy beers, like the, the two oh, tall cans, like nice. the steel reserves. And those are oh now, shit! Now looking, steel reserves, dude. Yeah, dude. Now looking back oh. at fucking the, the now looking back at the steel reserves, it's like these were like ten percent each. Oh. Um, my head hurts thinking about it. Yeah, and I was like, these are ten. So that's malt liquor, each. isn't it? Yeah, that's all fucking like bottom barrel malt liquor. Oh. But it was like super cheap because I drank for like a year, pretty much every day, and uh, I only spent like no less than like four hundred dollars or something like that. <laughs> Wow, that's super cheap. Yeah, because it was because of the coupons that I had for my uh, rewards thing that, that I had saved up. Um, so I would go there, buy like a Slim Jim or like chips or something, and then buy buy um uh the two tall cans. You're sensible. It got, it got so bad that when I like I ran out of like I ran out of the. I, I I ran out of the coupon things. I was like, well, I guess I'm not drinking anymore. So I like stopped. And then I had I started having withdrawals. <laughs> <laughs> I 
<laughs> yeah, right. Your body's like, no, you're not, buddy. And you're like, oh my god, what's going on with me? Yeah, dude, I stopped and I felt like shit for like an entire week. Like I, I felt I was having anxiety attacks randomly. My fucking hands were shaking, and I knew what it was too. I wasn't being stupid. Like I knew, like, oh, it's because my fucking body got got used to drinking and just falling asleep. So I, I knew what the fuck it was. I knew why I had insomnia and all these crazy ass dreams or whatever, because it was because of the alcohol. But yeah, I like now I'm I'm moderating it. I'm not gonna fucking be drinking every day. So that shit one, it's it's not that big of a waste of money if you do it the right way, but it's not good for you. Can't be good for your liver to be drinking every day. Oh yeah, I know. And I don't know, alcoholism and male pattern baldness seems to run in my family, so I gotta be careful with that shit. <laughs> like one for two, not two for two. Yeah, dude. I can only be one of those. So. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. That's the way I looked at like cocaine and stuff. I'm like, fat and cocaine, they don't mix. <laughs> you gotta do one yeah. or the other, dude. You can't be a guy who loves cheeseburgers and going out to eat and being crazy. And then like, I always just thought like the uppers were just when you get that heartbeat going and working too hard all the comedians who died from shit like that and like freddie soto he was a comedian he a mexican guy he died from you know cocaine basically heart you know failure mm -hmm. chris farley a lot of entertainers die and it's like cocaine's in the system and it's like but like you were saying first off you don't know if you're getting a good mix and secondly taxing your heart bud you know you, you shouldn't you, you've already had 13 beers you can't go take a bump of cocaine so you can drink seven more you need to go to sleep. You need to stop. Your body's telling you to stop. <laughs> cocaine shouldn't be this like shoot and rally type of thing where you just take a few bumps and drink some more, man. That's you know. I don't know how fucking common that shit is too. Like apparently it's like a big part of like the nightlife in America. Then again, it's just it's kind of stupid for me to say that because like fucking cartels are like billionaires at this point, so it probably is really popular. Um, but it's so way, open. Know? It's way more open than people put off. That, okay people don't i don't think people hide it as much as i thought they would have like i thought it was a little dirtier but people i think because it's so quote-unquote designers like i suppose and uh drug culture's kind of been i don't know released of its negative stereotypes in some ways uh I, I've noticed it open a lot more just around friends, friends that I have that I was hanging out with, particularly before like lockdown and everything, where everywhere I'd go out, every bar I went, it was just there if you needed it. Somebody had it. It was easily accessible. And uh, I'm like, that's weird. I mean, I'm, I don't know. Like, I'm the guy who smokes weed. So to them, I'm the fucking weirdo. Yeah. I've never, I've never done any of that shit. Like, one, you don't know what the fuck it is. Two, it's addictive. And three, it's... <clears throat> you use it to get chicks, bro. It's really to just... It's it's like... It's basically like feed to deer. You know, whatever it is when you're like... Trying to get... Uh, like you're in a stand and you're waiting to shoot an animal. Yeah. They, it's like they throw cocaine out there and the girl's just like, Oh, what's this? Oh, mm, delish. You know, that's their thing. It's like, I got cocaine. I got this. I'm like, okay, dude. I don't, this is the way you start your love... <laughs> with this woman that's how you like lear, like lead kids into your van or like lead children lead women to your bed well it used to be like weed you know it used to be like hey i got weed but now it's like hey i have cocaine <laughs> it's no longer like oh cool oh, i can get weed everybody's got weed I'm like no i got cocaine oh shit you got cocaine oh ooh, ooh. 
it's like a thing. It's more status than I don't know. I don't. I don't do it. So who the fuck? How the fuck do I, no. I don't know? I don't know. I, don't know. Uh, mm-hmm. I wouldn't. It's always I hear. I hear. I only have to hear one horror story for me to be like done because I'm always super super cautious about the things that I do. And I've heard horror stories where people are like, "Oh yeah, I did a bump of cocaine," or a buddy did a bump of cocaine, and it turned out it had some other shit in it, or it had fentanyl or something. They cut it with something like that, and then he fucking died. Like. That's all I need to know to be like, okay, I don't need that. I don't need to do that shit. Alcohol is fine. I don't need to be fucking doing anything like that. Um, yeah. Um, that's a fucking... That sucks, right? Like, you're having a good time. You're trying to have a good time. And then you unintentionally get fucking poisoned. <laughs> that fucking sucks. Shit. Julio's laying down in the rain. Maybe we should do yeah. something. <laughs> Call him an Uber. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, poor Julio. <sighs> well, back to your take a shot, bro. You should lighten up the take mood. a shot. Yeah, yeah, take a shot, dude. Okay, let's cause... let's hear this. So he is unwrapping the Jose Cuervo. He's putting the cap down. Okay, he has a sweet ass rolly fingers mustache right now. It's it's, it's you look at the theme of a guy who yeah, you look like a guy who serves Jose <laughs> Cuervo shots to people. Uh. I like to do this thing before I uh, for a toast. Um, great, great lyric from uh, Mr. Uh, Kanye West goes, uh, "I always find, I always find something wrong. You've been putting up with my shit just way too long. So gifted to find what I don't like the most. So I think it's time for us to have a toast. A toast for those douchebags. A toast for the assholes." It's toast for the scumbags, every one of them I know. A toast to the jerk-offs, those that'll never take work off. Baby, I've got a plan. Run away fast as you care. Uh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh, nice. Oh. <clears throat> oh. oh, give me some orange juice. Make this a sunrise. Fuck. Nice. Uh. Well, I want to get onto the show, but I want to mention something. Um, something I promised a friend I would talk about. Um, this is our tomorrow's Cinco de Mayo. This is our Cinco de Mayo episode. I want to um, uh, shout out to our um, other Latino brothers and sisters. Um, my, uh, I have a friend from Colombia, and I don't know if you are, know what's going on in Colombia right now. There's a very violent uh, protest going on right now. Um, about uh, tax reform. Uh, uh, do you guys know about this? I saw it in the news that there are some protests going on. Um, I don't know what it was about. Trying to tax the shit out of their citizens. Yeah. Basically. This is a quote from my friend Laura. Um, Please explain that the Colombian people have come now to peacefully protest the uh, injustices that the lo- country within its act. This is translated, so it's may not sound well. Uh, please explain that the Colombian people have come out to peacefully and protest the injustices that the country has with its inhabitants. The first point is corruption. The second is poverty and the application of a tax reform that seeks to benefit the wealthy and harm the poor. We do not have quality health care or education and the police are abusing power and murdering people. There are already Murdering, murdering young people. Um, these are some uh, video clips. I know, uh, not a, uh, 
know, listeners can't see, but I'll show you anyway. Um, I'll try to do the play-by-play. Yeah. Okay, took their out. Pause it, pause it, pause it. <laughs> so it looks like they're out at a evening. It's an evening place. What is that, like a night square, perhaps? Like a nice main street. Lovely trees. People are screaming. What else do you think? What else is going on, Lewis? What else can you say? I don't know. Just all right, go on. Ah, And there's a. Oh shit! Those are percussion, percussion grenades. I got uh, this. Uh, I, I was supposed. I feel bad because there's a lot of uh, things I was supposed to read before I wanted to do this episode, but to get, properly inform you. But uh, I just, uh, yeah. I I guess I feel real weird right now. How uh, I there's I I didn't hear about this in the news. Um, uh, I feel like I've been learning that uh, just. A lot of things that happen in Latin America are just really ignored. That's why I've been learning a lot lately. I've been meeting people online from Colombia, from Venezuela, how uh, I, I don't know what's going on in their country. I have, I'm very ignorant right now, uh, but I'm, I'm trying to learn. Um, that tequila shot was really strong. Let's get another. <laughs> nice. Oh, start do the next one before the song, buddy. Okay. We got we got we got a last here. You got okay. a last. I'm here to measure you. At least hey, make it count. You know, okay. you're gonna hit the shot, but we're gonna make it swish. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So I know today's episode is for uh, our uh, to learn more about Mexico, but uh, just a little informative. Well, in Colombia, it says so. So is this this is happening in between? April 28th and May 31st, all this was 1,181 cases of police brutality, the 56 cases of gun misuse against civilians from the police, 26 homicides in hands of public T security and force T security forces, nine victims of sexual abuse, and 761 arbitrary arrests. Well, arbitrary is like the word itself means. I don't even know how to understand what arbitrary arrests would really mean, but. I guess doesn't really need to happen. They just did it because they wanted to. Mm. It was interesting. Yeah, I didn't know about this. I'm not that surprised. I mean, it's hard to get a developing country to have a completely. I mean, even we don't have a complete uh, non-corrupt forms of government or police or you know, not every city is run by clean people. So I understand. That's crazy yeah i wonder how much of it is cost because like they're raising the taxes you know how much how much of that shit has been strained due to the covid mm. um because i mean we're like we think about it we're, we're the richest country in the world and we're fucking dealing with a lot of this stuff um <clears throat> I, I can only imagine for countries like that that are already we're already kind of on the brink of of disaster how much this shit is just pushing them more towards it at least faster well, well we should keep looking into that info so yeah yeah, yeah. uh upgrade up up you can do the update on the next 
I will. Update. <laughs> yeah. I I'm I'm still kind of uninformed, but I just learned from my friend. Uh, just want to give a shout out to my friend Laura. This is her. She's a little uh, Colombian superhero. She's got her flag like a cape. So uh, te amo, Laura. I don't know if she's actually listening. I told her about this. Uh, I'll try the best to get people informed. <laughs> yeah, just send her this episode. Yeah, she won't understand much. She knows very little English, but uh, yeah, that's uh, cool. Take hero, or you take. I always, I've been learning the difference between take hero and take amo, but it's a little bit in between. Right. All right. Let's get on with the episode. I'm trying to, um, uh, you know, learn more about uh, Mexican culture. Um, let's. Uh, I was just start off with a question for both of you. Uh, what is Cinco de Mayo about? I'm sure most Americans believe it is like, like an equivalent of a Independence Day for Mexico, but I know that's actually September 16th. But I'm still um, uninformed about what the holiday is about. So either of you can answer that for me. Uh, I know it's the Battle of Puebla where they basically fought against the French army and beat Napoleon. Napoleon's French army, people. yeah. They they basically went belly up on their funds against the European nations of like Britain, Spain, and uh, France. France was the only one. So like Britain and Spain were able to like talk a treat or talk a like treaty slash like get an agreement together with Mexicans with Mexico's government. Uh, and then France came in and was like, "No, fuck them. We're gonna fuck them when they're down." So they attacked them at this. Uh, Pueblo. I forgot what the place was called exactly. I fuck. I have the internet. I can look it up. But uh, they were able to defend themselves and keep themselves free from French rule. So today, fuck the French. That's the way I feel. <laughs> like that, I didn't realize that until I looked it up, and I was like, oh, well, today, fuck the French as a Mexican. <laughs> fuck them. <laughs> today, our fucking people ancestors. Well, you know. This, they didn't beat the Spanish, but they beat the French. You know, got to give them that, guys. Give them that. So uh, that, that is until the 16th of September. That's when they beat the Spanish. Uh-huh. Yeah. I meant the original conquistador. Well, yeah. Right. At this point, I'm a mixture of mostly Spanish, probably. Who fucking knows? Yeah. Um, uh, is So you would say this is more of like... I, I was talking to a friend earlier today in... Uh, I was wondering if this is considered a Mexican holiday or is a like say a Mexican American holiday. Do, do you know what I'm trying to say with that? Uh, is it like yeah, I, it, I, it took more uh, popularity yeah. here in America. I get like they say from I mean we celebrate it here because it's commercialized. It's easy. We got Mexican beers. We got Mexicans who are here who love to party. We already like to party. My family doesn't need an excuse to party, but they would ride it with it anyways. And the fact that we were celebrating on the 5th of May was more like a thing that we would rub in to like, hey, it's a single de Mayo, dude. Be cool with me. It's my fucking day. All right. Today we have tacos. Today we drink this beer. Today we do what I do. Today, you know, or we go to have a family get together. And it's just, it was more of a like, hey, you know, people are celebrating some Mexicans today. Thank God. <laughs> it was crazy. Yeah. I when I lived in Mexico, I never <laughs> celebrated this holiday ever. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't think I never saw anybody even talking about. It. Like I learned it, learned about it in school. And I was like, <laughs> oh, cool! It's like a something that happened in Puebla. Like, cool. Uh, 
even though it's kind of like yeah we were declaring bankruptcy on people and like fucking them over yep um you know uh we beat the french or whatever um mm -hmm. But that, that was like about it. It's like the holidays that are really celebrated there are um, actually a lot more religious than anything. It's, it's a lot more like um, Easter, Christmas, um, things like that. They're like mm. taken more, like a lot of more people all over the country celebrate it. These are cool, yeah. but yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's Americanized. Yeah, I, I have another question about religion later on, but I. Uh... I thought let's let's get into uh new music. Let's listen. I want to get more into uh more Mexican music. And when I thought of this uh playlist, there's very few. I very I thought of very few Mexican artists. At least I to me, there's been very few Mexican or even Mexican Americans that translated to American pop music. Uh, the only two artists that like came off to my head straight off was uh selena of course and uh the artist that i'm gonna play right now is uh santana uh santana has been like one of my dad's favorite artists uh this is the song i'm about to play is like one of his most repeated songs i've heard in my whole life uh originally performed by uh i believe puerto rican artist tito puente this is a cover song um uh oh my como va what can you tell me what does that mean? Um, I'm guessing like it's like an introduction, like a "Hey, how are you?" Is that true? Something like that. Wait, what was it? The the title "Oh my Call My Va." What, oh yeah, what does that mean? Oh, hey, it, it just means hey, 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 how's it going? Yeah, okay, that's why I thought. Uh, yeah, uh, Santana is like one of the guitar gods. Uh, I remember reading Rolling Stone magazine, they put him like ranked like number 20. Uh, I mean, he was there in Woodstock in 1969. Uh, Santana is truly like one of the icons when it comes to like trans creating uh, like a Latin rock or like Latin jazz rock uh, combination. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, Santana is uh, definitely. Super Bowl performer, he was, American he icon. I didn't know that. Oh yeah, oh yeah. He's like he's which, massive, dude. He's uh, I don't remember which Super Bowl. But I just remember him like when he was in the Super Bowl. We're like, oh shit, Santana. <laughs> yes, look it up. Type away. I gotta look at that. But uh, let's just play some of the song. Oh my god, by Santana. Let's go. I played him a lot in my band class. Oh really? I had to play Oyo Como I'm a trumpet part. I was a baritone player as well. A shitload of times at basketball games and let's, marching. Let's, live, <laughs> let's relive some of that memory now. Doing it. I love it. Yeah, I love this tune. Let's go. I want to come about Santana. Let's go. Okay. Oh, not, not Alabama. <laughs> not Alabama. <laughs> come on, dude. <laughs> one shot. Gotcha. Hey, wait. Take a shot first. Oh,
You play that on the trumpet? The baritone and the trumpet. Dang. Uh, dang. I'm going to get drunk fast. Okay. <laughs> uh, do you guys were like, where, where were you when Smooth with Ron Thomas came out? <laughs> that, that song like ruled the early like 2000s, three in the late 90s. What is it? Wait, make it all hot, make it real. Oh, Ralph's forget about it. Well, yeah. And I think that's what got Santana into the Super Bowl. Let's be honest. Probably. Cross platforming. It's amazing how, like, how, like, he was so big in the late 60s, 70s. Then just out of nowhere, uh, Supernatural was like the biggest like crossover album. Had Lauren Hill and like all these like mm-hmm. big uh, time rappers and rockers at the time. Like uh, how many? Like it was just filled with collaborations. And it was I don't know. It was just mind blowing how 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 big of appeal he had at that time. Yeah, that was his magnum opus. Yes, know, sir. That's, for sure. Oh, okay. That's that's the moment when I should take a shot. That should have been like the, <laughs> oh, that shit. should have been the word. Shot time. Okay, so I we, didn't know. Yeah, yeah. We thought of like I thought. Oh, let's come up with a secret word that should be the moment when I take a shot, and that's kind of like our catchphrase here, Giovanni. It's the, this is the magnum opus of podcast. Of podcasts. Nice. I'm lighting my joint. Uh, all right. Uh, before we get to your first song, Giovanni, I'm going to ask you a question. Um, um, I think uh, Mikey got into this a bit, and uh, I think you told me about this before. Um, when's like, where's like your origins of like your family? Like, um, I you know suppose most Mexicans probably. Uh, you know, migrated or, uh, you know, came came from Spain or, you know, had their the indigenous people. Uh, um, I know, like, um, I think Giovanni, you did the, your, uh, was it 23andMe and you found it like you're partly Italian? Yeah. So when I, I did that thing, I was kind of surprised. Um, and then looking back at like my family history, so all of, all of my family, both my mom and my dad, I mean, both my mom and my dad's side are from um, the same area, which is Mexico City. And that's, um, you know. yeah. So it's just central Mexico. Um, but as we look uh, further and further into it, like I, I remember when I was down there, I, I see my uh, family about it. Uh, apparently, my great grandmother, um, she spoke some, some other kind of language. Um, I don't. I didn't know this, but um, in Spain they have like um, some other fucking language there, uh, other than Spanish. It's like uh, Catalan or something. Like it's like a version of Spanish. Mm. Um, I'm not really sure what it is, but apparently it was that. Um, Castilian. Or, yeah, something something like okay. that. It's like yeah. in the in the kind of bordering of France and stuff like that. Um, uh, 
and because she she spoke that she spoke spanish and then something else um and there were immigrants to the country um but th this was like you know 1800s 1900s Dang. people were coming here as kids or going there as kids um because apparently i mean it, at that time europe wasn't as nice as it is now um it was kind of a bad place to live at that time uh so yeah, from from that side of it, um, uh, it's mainly yeah, just mainly just Spain. Um, I don't know how like, that's the thing. Like, I don't really know how it it would because um, it wasn't like oh I'm like two two percent Italian or something. It was like thirty something percent or something. Thirty. Like that. Wow. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, which was weird too, because I would have just imagined it's like oh I'm just, it's just gonna say like the Iberian Peninsula or whatever, which is cool. Uh, but no, it said like the Iberian Peninsula. It said it was like 72% European and then a lot of it was like the Iberian Peninsula, but then it was also um, Italy as well. Hmm. Um, because I thought, I thought it was, I thought it was my, um, it was my, my name that might have get, like because it's like well there's no fucking way that they could trace shit down like that accurately mm. DNA, right? like yeah. only a handful of people really ever take part in this thing and it you know later on in the future those kind of projects are going to be a lot more accurate because the more people that join the more um uh dna they have in their data bank um but uh no apparently like the way we did it like the way my brother submitted it, it was like it was just our last names and stuff which are not I mean, our last names aren't Italian, so um, I guess I, yeah, they were able to find that. So that's like, I guess where my our family came from. But that's just like lineage wise. I mean, I would whenever people ask me that question, since both of my parents are from Mexico, I just say like, yeah, they're just Mexican. Mm, yeah. um, I'm just curious, like if uh, yeah. if you come from like the indigenous people, like Aztec or oh, anything like that. Well, I guess according to that, not really. Like yeah, <laughs> yeah. Been, not least not like the the majority of it um yeah it said like 72 or something some some kind of like number was it was mainly like european um and then okay. it was like 30 percent or something like that um 30 yeah it was like th like 30 percent uh um yeah it was like amerindian um and that would be on my I, I think it actually would be on my my dad's side of the family um but I mean, I've people have told me that in the past um, that like it would be cool because I you know if I if I did look Native American I would probably claim to be Native American because I think it's funny um, to claim shit like that especially mm. when it's like you hear people like Elizabeth Warren mm. who, oh. looks, who look like Mark <laughs> but they're like yeah I'm actually <laughs> I'm one sixteenth of the world and she's like not at all. She's like, she's like, lady, you look like you're from like Sweden. What are you talking? Yeah, about? yeah. <laughs> uh, she's she's yeah. apparently Native American, which I think yeah. is like, well, if this lady can claim it, then so can I. But apparently, I don't, I don't know, I don't look Native American to people, so it'd be kind of weird to yeah to like bring that. You up. look more Native than Elizabeth Warren. That's what yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's what I think. Yeah. Like, well, if this fucking lady can do it. Can do it. I can really do it. Me. Yeah. Uh, I always talk to my friend about that. Like, dude, let me join the tribe, dude. Yeah. Come on, man. I'm just native somewhere else. Come on, dude. Who cares? 
Uh, no, it doesn't really work that way. I mean, you can no. hang on our lands. You could probably buy here, but you're you know never going to be one of us. I'm like, come on, mm. add some new blood, buddy. Come on. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Mike, Mikey, uh, well, you were you were like a part Salvadorian, is that right? You told me. Yeah. So um, similar to Geo, my my great great grandfather came from Sicily. And we were in the Sicilian Italian area. That's where my family from my father, my patriarch, that's where that side comes from. And then the, uh, my mom, well, you know, great, great grandfather came there. Then he went to El Salvador, had sex with my great, great grandmother. And then they had my grandfather or whoever he had, you know, children with a Peruvian woman who was also, probably salvadorian or whatever else she was i don't know she passed away really early they had my dad who had a kid with my mom who is as she says aztec mexican but she's from jalisco or you know mexico she's she's uh we're all kind of light but we're not that light but my mom looks mexican she's short you know she's got that frame and everything she's just very fair-skinned and so is my uh my grandfather he had dark hair, but he just, I don't know. He wasn't really light. He he looked Mexican. He just definitely blended Aztec and Spanish and all that stuff. Like uh, there's just very many different varieties of Mexican. So mm. sometimes I feel like explaining myself is also explaining why I look like the way I do. <laughs> it's like, well, that's why I don't really look this or that or this. It's Which is like a... It's a that's like an American thing because I remember when I was living there, it wasn't uncommon. Like it was fairly common, especially the further north you went in the country, to find like just white people that are just Mexican. Like that's yep. not like an uncommon thing. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. really just a, like an American kind of concept of like, oh, Mexican people are brown and short. Um, yeah, they expected us to all honestly, dude. Listen, oh. this is so rude, but like work in fields and. Uh, you know, something with cartels or something, gangs, blah, blah, blah. Like, I have gotten all the stereotypical tropes, like, at one point or another. And it, it is what it is, because I guess what does upset me is the ones that do. But at the same time, I'm like, look, you guys have your same shit. So it's like, you know, whatever. Everybody has their uh, stereotypes that they have to battle against. But, you know, it's it's harder. Like, everything... That you do that's kind of ghetto it's like blah 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 ghetto mexican it's not just ghetto it's like mm. and you're mexican you fucking ghetto mexican <laughs> it's I a special said. type of ghetto and i was like listen whatever dog you you just because they can't mix the guy for the shit we can don't be upset mm-hmm. it's never quite bothered me the same way as it like would bother a lot of other people i think that's one of the reasons why for a long time i was kind of ignorant on like the issues with a lot of african-american people because it, it's never been like the same for mexican people um i can't really think of anything that would like like offend me like super like 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 yeah like i i, I remember people was like oh what does not offend you people being called beaners like not really dude like you're gonna make fun of me because of the food like that i eat yeah i eat beans like <laughs> that's like yeah, like oh you got me dude like, that's such a deep <laughs> uh like i don't i don't really know like what what else like you 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 could uh uh 
you can make fun of me. Like, I guess my, like maybe my skin color, even though like, I think Lewis just told me, like, I think you're more lighter than I am or something like that. Um, so I guess make fun of me over that. But I mean, Mexicans have like, I'll, I'll say this, you can't really talk too much shit. Um, Mexicans talk a lot of shit, dude, especially in Spanish. Like, do you know how some people that are white look pink almost? Mm-hmm. you ever yeah. seen those people that like yeah. get really red yeah um, mm-hmm. one of the things that like I, I remember when i was working at mcdonald's and there's a lot of mexican people there i would call like a lot of the customers <laughs> and call them like pig pig skins because <laughs> you look like a hog right you look like, mm-hmm. a hog. like you're fat you're super fat you look you're walking in there you're pink <laughs> that's hilarious <laughs> and uh I don't. I don't think. I don't think a lot of Mexicans really treat it like, like that. Like that much. It was. It was interesting because that whole comment that Trump made about like oh being rapists and criminals. I don't. I think more people that weren't Mexican got offended over that versus the amount of people that actually did. Like I didn't. I I talked to a lot of Mexican people. I didn't really think think of them as like yeah. It didn't really matter that much. That guy just kind of sucks. But so did Bush. So it doesn't really matter. Um. I, I yeah, I, I was more of like, well, context, you know, they took it out of context first off. And then he's talking about the people who could be murderers or rapists among them or whatever the hell it is. And then you're like, he's not saying that the, they all are, dude. It's, it's, listen, if you, some people, I'm like, if you don't realize that some of this is a game or the, the clearly, do you think like this white person? Clearly you don't, okay? Because, or, or do you not? Like the, the thing I would tell Lewis before is like the same people with all the fucking posters and signs are the same people who don't have like black people over or, or Mexicans people over that I've ever seen. And I lived by a bunch of them, you know, uppity areas. So it's like, it's all about the dollar. It's all about weird classism shit it's all about you know showing off and uh you know i don't really think mexican values necessarily line up as exactly to uh what people find as you know cool like having a shitload of people in my house literally 11 people lived in an eight bedroom house or a three bedroom house not eight (laughs) uh and uh at one point and um even my wife lived there at one point she slept in the living room and it was, I think that's, it was crazy, dude. Four people lived in one room, four in another, two, two and a half, whatever in one. And it's like, we made it work. You know, Mexicans make it work, make it happen, get it done. And that's the pride that we had when it came to anything that was looked as negative from other people. I'd be like, yeah, whatever. I might be grimy, whatever, but I'm surviving. I'm not dying. I'm I'm going to make it. I'm, I'm going to, I got shit that I'm going to figure out and i'm planning through but you're not going to see me on the street begging for money or creating a fucking gofundme i'm going to actually get it done and i have people that help me out and this is the situation that you're in currently it's just like how do you get off the government tit other than sacrificing and and pretending like you can afford everything that you really can't and mexicans are humble enough to be like no i can really only afford a three thousand dollar car So it's like, I'm not going to go out of my means and try to buy like a $10,000 car because I can't, I don't care that I might look busted wherever I show up. The car is going to work. I got to go to work. I got to do what I got to do. And maybe in a few years I can buy a $7,000 car or a $10,000 car at that time. But 
I am going to go live within my means. And that's something that I felt like was a real Mexican value was like living in your means, living with family. If you have to sacrificing some of your privacy and amenities so that everybody can make it. It's that is like, it's also like, I've never, I've, maybe it's different for a lot of Mexican people, but it's always been like, at least in my household, we don't replace anything until it absolutely fucking breaks Mm -hmm. until it's just done. And we've, we've fucking completely like, you know, rinsed it. Yep. That's it. We don't fucking, we, we don't like, we don't throw anything away. You should see our toothbrushes. They're like, and it's not even being like, Oh, cause you guys are cheap skaters. It's just like, we're going to use something until that shit is, is just done. My wheels, I think I showed you. Remember my wheels, Lewis? Oh my Bro. god, oh, they're like fucking, <laughs> yeah. they were like, fl- like bald. It looked yeah. like a, it looked like yeah. going like one of those plastic, it looked like like touching one of those plastic kids' balls. You're crazy, yeah, like, yeah, dude, it was just like <laughs> so true. And it, dude, it's you're just, so right, you know, we're just gonna like even today, like, my phone, this shit is like six years old, I still have it. Um, I used a ton of shit that I still had back in like middle school, that same laptop that I have, I've had since like 2010 or something like that. And I still like mm-hmm. find ways to use it. So yeah, it's just, mm-hmm. it's just not like, there's a really big consumerist culture in America. Mm-hmm. Um, and while it's cool and it might like, I guess, satisfy you for a little bit, it's also just kind of a scam. Like, why do I need to, why, why do I need to buy a fucking new phone every two years when yeah, this yeah. one just works yeah. fine? I just like, that. this just doesn't really make any sense. They um, do get you with the phone. They drop I, one like yeah. every six months so that they always entice you in. Like, I'm about to turn 25. I've only ever had four phones. And those those phones I've had, the, my very first phone I, I had in uh, 2007. And I still have it to this day. Like, wow. I, I still keep it. Uh, it doesn't work anymore because it's a 2g phone and 2g is not around anymore um or at least i can't find sim cards for it but it's one of those like candy bar flip phones Uh um and then like i had then i used that all all the way up until 2012 and i got my android and then i used another one um up until like 2015 2016 and then i got this one um but yeah i've only ever had like a couple like a handful of phones um and then i know, I know people who are like every year they get like a new iphone it's like is it even new <laughs> like is it even new or are they just like putting like a price tag on it <laughs> that's what it seems like with yeah. fucking apple products they just like oh here's like a new version that we're gonna charge like two thousand dollars for you to go buy and it's like the exact same shit as the last one but i don't know i mean that's just the culture man we're gotta fight back i just <laughs> Like I, one of the things that um, I, I was reading in a Bloomberg article where it's like economists are amazed how Mexican immigrants are still sending money home or sending money home at an unprecedented rate during the, during the pandemic. It's like, not really, not if you're like, not if you're Mexican, you're not really surprised that they're able to do that. Um, That's what I'm saying. You have everybody live in the same house and you you just live beneath your means and you make it happen, man. So you can live like a champion and you're that's how they go retire. They go retire down south and live it up for less. Well, try to make it happen. That's what I'm going to do. I've told Louis this before. I don't want to like I like America. It's it's a a nice country. Um, But ultimately, I think it is just going to kind of suck and be really expensive when we're older. And if mm. I could be like 40 and be like, you know what? I saved up enough. I'm going to go down there and just fucking live until I'm 70 or something like that. Then mm. I'll probably do that instead. 
I don't think I, I don't want I don't think I want to be like 50 and working at a fucking Walgreens or something like that. That shit sucks. That, that like I've seen too many people do that. Um, not to like knock on people that have to do that or whatever, but I just I would not want to do that myself. Yeah, it's not ideal in the long run. Well, let's get to your song, bud. What is yeah, this? Yeah. Uh... Tell me about your song, Devon. Um, this dude is probably one of the fam- most famous singers. In my opinion, one of the better ones. Um, I think anybody that grew up in a Mexican household is probably going to know this song. He's probably going to know this Jose Jose, who this guy is. Um, it's, uh, if you like ballads, this is like the guy to listen to. Um, it's a really slow song, which uh, I guess I guess maybe for the start is a, might not be that good, great, but um, yeah, it's uh, it's hard to explain. Um, a, a lot of people, a lot of people that 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 listen to Mexican music are gonna know this. This is like an infamous song too by him. So yeah, let's let's hear. Uh, how, how do you pronounce the oh name, and, title? Yeah, the, the title. The title is. El, el amar y el querer, which means this um, um, to love and to to care for. Um, so most of the what this guy makes is like romance and love related stuff, but um, this one has a little bit of a twist to it, so it'd be nice. Okay, let's uh, let's listen to it. Si todos sabemos querer, pero pocos sabemos amar. Es que amar y querer no es igual, amar es sufrir, querer es gozar. El que ama pretende servir. Su vida la da Y el que quiere pretende vivir Y nunca sufrir Y nunca sufrir El que ama no puede pensar Todo lo da, todo lo da El que quiere pretende olvidar Y nunca llorar, y nunca llorar El querer pronto puede acabar, el amor no conoce el final, es que todos sabemos querer, pero pocos sabemos amar. El amar es el cielo y la luz, el amar es total plenitud. Es el mar que no tiene final, es la gloria y la paz, es la gloria y la paz. El querer es la carne y la flor, es buscar el 
oscuro rincón es morder arañar y besar es deseo fugaz ese deseo fugaz el que ama no puede pensar todo lo da todo lo da el que quiere pretende olvidar y nunca llorar y nunca llorar el querer pronto puede acabar el amor no conoce el final es que todos sabemos querer pero pocos sabemos amar El que ama no puede pensar Todo lo da, todo lo da El que quiere pretende olvidar Y nunca llorar, y nunca llorar El querer pronto puede acabar El amor no conoce el final Es que todos sabemos querer, pero poco sabemos His voice was like mesmerizing. I loved it. I've, of course, I had no idea what he was saying, but it was what I what I've been learning. Why I'm I've been listening to trying to listen to more um, Spanish speaking music uh, at work. I've been hearing like a lot of reggaeton, and uh, I've been just digging the passion. I can hear it in the voice, and I I love it. Uh, reggaeton is more like I have my I don't want to I don't want to talk too much shit on that. On that genre of music, I'm not the I'm not the biggest fan of reggaeton. Sure, but I I guess I wouldn't comparing to modern day rap. I don't hear the passion in like English speaking rap. At least like I don't understand you know I don't understand what I'm hearing in reggaeton, but I hear it's it's much more fun for me. I can feel like an enjoyment from the from the per, the person saying. Yeah. It's, have you, yeah, it's reggaeton really took over. Like it's like the the main kind of, well, it took over all over like Spanish radio, and like Latin American radio. I think Mexican has kind of stayed the same, for the most part. Like at least what people will listen to. But well, what have you been listening to? Just I don't know. Just whatever they play at work. Uh, uh, yeah, reggaeton is such a different genre. That's more for work. This is more for like slow dancing or yeah. thinking about something getting kind of sensitive sitting in a chair yeah. going on a walk by a lake or a pond or something yeah you know reggaeton is like hey you know you're thinking about going out or you're working out it's just their version of like kind of rapish sort of like island slash latin slash i think it's, it's puerto rican right it's yeah it's mostly puerto mostly, rican mostly, yeah. yeah it's like it, that's why i say it's kind of more island style yeah, I, I guess I'm just referring so, to I'm here. I'm hearing the passion and more in the when I hear uh, a Spanish speaking voice. And I yeah, I really dug this song. Um, Mikey, have you heard it before? I don't. I mean, I've 
I know who Jose Jose is, but I don't remember that song. So I can't say yes because this is like a deep cut. This is like not one of his like main things. Okay, no. shit, pull another deep cuts. This one, this one nice. is one of my favorite ones though, because my mom she kind of like played this shit out too much. <laughs> Every fucking weekend, this would he would be playing. It's like ah, oh, dude. I it's like him. The moms, I don't want to be listening to it all the time, you know, because it kind of ruins the song. But this one was one of the ones that she never played. So that's so funny because okay, so this next song that I'm about to play is is my mom is is the reason why it's on it. I think right. about her. This album from Linda Ronstadt. The song is "Tu Solo Tu," which is "You Only You." Tu Solo Tu, and uh, this uh, came out in November of '87. I was oh. born January 6th of '87. So I remember as a child, this stuff playing. My mom loved to sing. So she had the same range as Linda Ronstadt. So she would just sing these songs all the damn time. And it was beautiful. It's a beautiful album or record. You know, it's, it was great to listen to. And, uh, you know, let's play it. This is why I love it. Cool. She, she's the reason. All right. Let's listen to it. Como ando mujer por tu querer Borracho y apasionado no más por tu amor Mira como ando mi bien Muy dado a la borrachera y a la Tú, tú solo tú 
heard that song before uh i just i guess i'm amazed how uh, i know linda ronson for for work in the 70s uh, she she worked um very closely with the eagles they were like her backing band for a while and uh yeah i know her for like her kind of rock country crossover sound and i i mm-hmm. just recently learned that she is mexican i didn't know that her dad is Mexican, so that's how she is Mexican. Oh, yeah, it's crazy. It's I've cool. Never heard the song or this lady. Before. Oh, really? Wow, that's awesome. I've never heard that before. That's really cool. I didn't. I, I would imagine it's like, wait, this Linda Ronson. Isn't that like a German last name? Uh, wouldn't have imagined she spoke Spanish, but yeah, I've, I've mm-hmm. never heard of her before. Uh, that was really good. She's got a really good voice. Dude, it's a beautiful album. My mom just. The whole the it's there's a there's a great songs on it all over the place. It's, she has an amazing voice. She really belts out music very well. So, so who's this next person? Um, this band this band is uh, this is like a probably, probably the most famous rock band in Mexico. Uh, I grew up listening to these guys. Um, this is one of their earlier songs. Um, I kind of wanted to pick something from uh, Sueños Liquidos, which is like probably their kind of um, their, their, their main staple of, of an album, their best release, really. But mm-hmm. this, I feel like this is really good. And if you've never, people, people always assume like, oh, Mexican music is just mariachi music. So no, there's a lot more to it than that. Um, yeah, so yeah, totally. I mean, take a listen. This is what like 80s rock in Mexico was like. And even though it's kind of fallen in popularity, um, it's, it's still around, at least uh, in certain places. So, yeah, I think you guys will like it. Cool, cool. And the All title right. is um, uh, "Scratching the Sun." All right, cool.
Sounded really cool to me. I added like a sting police kind of sound. I I, I really dug that. Very 80-ish. Yeah. yeah. This yeah. Is, uh, yeah. <clears throat> Imagine that guy with like long hair at the wind below him. Yeah. Um, He's like really getting into it. And there's like this girl with like high waisted thong underwear thing, like going with a shawl. You know, just I just see the whole thing. You know. Yeah. This is. Yeah, this is one of my favorite bands as a kid. Um, they have better music. Um, this is really good. This is a really good song, but they have better albums. Um, I think they're still putting music out. Um, but wow. the oldies are the ones that kind of hit really good. Um, yeah. yeah. Were they from the 80s? I liked it. Check it out, Mana. Yeah, they're, they're from the 80s and, and the 90s. They, they really started putting out music in the in the 90s, though. So, yeah, if you're, if you're into rock and you want to listen to something in Spanish... I can't recommend Manana enough. Awesome. Sweet. Uh, Mikey, tell me about Delinquent Habits. So this is a song that came out in 2000 uh, from Delinquent Habits. It's called Return of the Tres or the Tres, the Trace, whatever it may be, however they word it. But uh, 
when I was in, I, you know, I, I graduated in 05. So in 2000 here, Mexicans actually make some good rap for once. I was like, fuck yeah. I, there was already Cypress Hill, but Be Real has a certain sound that like you either hate it or love it. And I didn't love it every single time, you know what I'm saying? But this song in particular has horns, which I love the trumpet sound, has a, that traditional Mexican mariachi like trumpet roar in the background, but also brings in this badass uh, rap that I really enjoyed. And uh, in my opinion, one of the best intros to a song is this like intro, this trumpet intro in this song. So it's just a badass song. My uncle and I, my cousin and I used to fucking, you know, go around, fucking do push-ups, listen to this shit, work out, <laughs> drink some, I don't know, booze every now and then. All right, return of the Listen trace. Listen to the song. Okay. <laughs>
said, I said, I follow the sun. Get your eyes burn, head turn. People's tight back stiff and your neck hurt. And then you exert. Check the vibe. Who got more freaky than I? I survived. Dr. Who died. Trying to shoot I. So I'm where I smooth creeping crawl. They got another bath, let it thaw. It lay strong. Won't take fall. This here is when the take off. Trick, take a flick of the click here to face y'all. That was badass. I, I mean, you just continue on what you said earlier. How in the Spanish-speaking music is just just full of passion, and I have you know like I have no idea what they're saying, but it's fun. They bring in what they were singing was just. I had a good time hearing that a lot. Yeah, it's uplifting in a way where it gives you strength. It's powerful. It's like. You feel what he's standing like, fuck yeah, I'm with that. Yeah. <laughs> I feel that energy. I want, I want to, it makes you feel powerful, you know, and for me at least it does. It makes me feel, I don't know, that way. It's one of those badass songs. I've been listening to that and working out for a long time. So. Is that that's on your workout playlist? <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> that's where it's, it's on there right now. It gets me going. Once I turn on the trumpet sound, I'm like, yep. Start walking with the strut. Uh, Gio, can you tell me about uh, Molotov? What, uh, what kind of what kind of genre would this be? This this sounds like it's gonna be a rap, too. It kind of. So it's um, what's one band I can compare it to? Which makes sense. It's um, think of it. Think of it. Molotov is like the, like the Mexican Sublime. Oh, cool. Um. Oh shit, cool. Yeah, yeah Sublime on the yeah. previous this is episode. One of, their, one of their best songs. <coughs> yeah, and um. It's it's hard to explain because throughout their discography it changes. Very early on, um, it was more. Uh, it was actually started more like a satirical band, and then it, it kind of grew in, grew out of that. Uh, they've actually recently got canceled because <laughs> <laughs> some of their older music um, has some kind of questionable shit in it. But uh, yeah, it's um, it's. It's hard to explain, but I, the best way I can I can I can describe it is like think of like Sublime, but like like in Spanish. Um, cool. I mean, that sounds uh, yeah. like I'll dig it. All right, let's. I think you like it. All right, let's hear it. Hit me by Molotov. Oh, 
cuando era chico quería ser como Superman Pero ahora ya quiero ser diputado del pano del brillo del PRD O cualquier cosa que tenga un poco de poder Quiero convertirme en el músico político Y construirle un piso al periférico Quiero acabar con el tráfico Tengo que entrar en la historia de México Y luego miro al pecero que va medio pedo Jugando carreras con los pasajeros Pero hoy tiene que pasar primero sin luces, sin frenos, junto al patrullero Aunque no sepa leer, no sepa hablar Él es el que te brinda la seguridad Así lo tienes que respetar Porque él representa nuestra autoridad So you think you're gonna hit me But now we're gonna hit you back So you think you're gonna hit me But now we're gonna hit you back So you think you're gonna hit me But now we're gonna hit you back Meterá en el bolsillo una sustancia ilegal Y te va a consignar al poder judicial Y ahí seguro que te irá muy mal Porque te harán coco wash con agua mineral Porque en ti creíamos todos los mexicanos Te dimos trabajo pagado y honrado Te dimos un arma para cuidarnos Y el arma que usas la usas para robarnos Y aunque quieras quejarte con papá gobierno Les pides ayuda y te mandan al infierno Porque tendremos que tirar buen pedo Solo te van a dar a tole con el dedo Y en la fila del departamento de quejas Toparás con un mar de secretarias pendejas en la fila y así te la pelas pero el bono sexenal nunca se traspapela So you think you're gonna hit me But now we're gonna hit you back So you think you're gonna hit me But now we're gonna hit you back So you think you're gonna hit me But now we're gonna hit you back So you think you're gonna hit me Hit me Acabó a los tiranos sin la necesidad de ensuciarnos las manos No podemos pedir resultado inmediato de un legado de 75 años Todos unidos pedimos un cambio, piedra sobre piedra y peldaño a peldaño Solo poder expresarnos es palabra de honor de nuestro jefe de estado Te arrepentirás de todo lo que trabajas, se te irá la mitad de todo lo que tú ganas Manteniendo los puestos de copias piratas que no pagan impuestos pero son más baratas Veo una fuerte campaña de tele y de radio promoviendo la unión entre los ciudadanos Mensaje de pueblo libre y soberano Igual que tú Molotov también es mexicano Yeah, I can feel the uh, uh, 
sublime and um, kind of sound like like a Red Hot Chili Peppers. That's too. Um, no, I, and I dig the you know, the transition between uh, English and Spanish. It, it worked well. Like there was, um, yeah, I really dug that. Yeah, yeah this, I lo- well, this song came out in the, the what the singer is saying to translate for people that don't, don't understand. This isn't a an anti-government uh, song. Mm. So it came out during a time when they had just elected what was our version of Obama. I guess was like, oh, we're getting changed, bro. Like, we're gonna do all these cool things, and Mexico's not gonna be a piece of shit country anymore. It's gonna be this amazing country because we finally have, after like 70 years, we have a different political party. And then it turned out, oh, by the way, it's exactly the same, and you're actually gonna get fucked even worse. Um, like that was like a big psych. So people were really mad during the during the the, the 2000s, and this song kind of like like this is like a. A song to talk about that that's what the people are talking about like we've given you all this money in taxes we voted for you and then now you're gonna fuck us over just like every it's like everybody else in this country like yeah damn that's deep yeah, yeah. this song is not deep that i'm about to play right here it's <laughs> okay con zapatos tatacon. it's a song that i used to hear all the time okay this song came out in 1997 from do 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 bronco that's how i used to hear it on all the mexican stitches this fucking song bro I, so every time i hear this song i think about carlos my stepdad i love this man like my real dad you know what i'm saying i had a respect for my real father call him my stepdad but i love this man like my real dad like he's blood you understand what i'm saying mm-hmm. so uh he he and I worked together at True Green like over a decade ago, maybe 12 years ago. Or not True Green, um, Leaf Guard, Hanging Gutter. I did not know how to do any of that shit. He helped me get the job. He was like an expert gutter guy. I was his measly apprentice. His, uh, you know, trying apprentice, or I guess you could say. I don't know what it was. I was just his assistant. I, I was just another guy who had to work on gutters and fix them and shit. Um, but uh, every day after work he got to pick the station to go home or he it was just his you know i i didn't fuck with the radio it was just his thing you know and this motherfucking song i swear to god played every fucking day at the same time and I, it was just laughable I was like to the point where i i hated it i loved it i hated it again and then i just <laughs> ended up loving it <laughs> and i was like fuck it dude i it's like they're killing me with it and it's wearing on me, but I actually end up loving it. And that I didn't really know what it meant. And then Carlos explained it to me. It was about this guy's obsession. Like basically how much better girls look with high heels on and how it accentuates them in every single way. Los zapatos de tacón is basically with high heels. But with high heels, she looks even better. You know, her dress, her legs, and with high heels, she makes her look even better. You know, a girl with nice heels will make a man do, you know, lose himself, blah, 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 all this stuff. So... Mm-hmm. It's complimentary to a woman with heels on, you know, a girl looking good going out and all that stuff. So uh, the hit, the fucking main like hook of the song is just gets to you and you'll see what I'm saying when you play it. Okay, cool. Let's hear it. Say the title one more time. Con Zapatos de Tacón from Bronco and it came out in 1987. Bronco. Bronco. I can say that. 
se baila y se canta. de tacón las nenas se ven mejor que con zapatos de piso con zapatos de tacón lucen más la pantorrilla cuando se ponen vestido con zapatos de tacón las nenas se ven mejor y caminan con estilo con zapatos de tacón nos incitan y nos arrancan mis suspiros Con zapatos de tacón se mueven Como programados para coquetear Con zapatos de tacón se mueven Y su movimiento nos hace empapear Mira nada más lo que viene ahí Es una chulada con zapatos de tacón Mira nada más yo seré feliz Si ella me aceptara le daría todo de mí Se ven mejor que con zapatos de piso, con zapatos de tacón, lucen más la pantorrilla cuando se pone en vestido, con zapatos de tacón, las nenas se ven mejor y caminan con estilo, con zapatos de tacón, nos provocan, nos incitan. Arrancan mis suspiros Con zapatos de tacón se mueven Como programados para coquetear Con zapatos de tacón se mueven Sus movimientos nos hacen vaciar Mira nada más Lo que viene ahí Es una chulada con zapatos de tacón Mira nada más Yo seré feliz Si ella me aceptara le daría todo de mí Quedaron por ahí, quedaron los zapatos de tacón. Okay, I think I've heard that before. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a hitter, bro. It's a yeah. hitter. That's, you can play that at a party and all the girls will be dancing. They don't even know why. They don't, they don't know a motherfucking, they don't know anything and they will dance to that song. I promise you, dude. Ladies love it. Nice. I Ladies just looked love at it? the list. You have Selena. Sorry to get off topic, but you got Selena. I I was gonna suggest that, and I knew somebody would would have suggested that as well too. Is that is that a Mexican song or Mexican American song? That's a Mexican American song, right? I just call her Mexican because she's Tex-Mex, and basically yeah. Mexico had it before America had it. You know what I'm saying? So I look at her like a Mexican who the the reason I like Selena is because she represents a lot of Mexican kids who were born in America who, you know, either had to learn Spanish from their family or don't speak that great of Spanish or whatever. And she she caters to both English and Spanish to those those uh, two polar sides of her, you know, that we all kind of 
the me personally i have dealt with living in this country so uh i love i love her man she's the best she represents the fucking the g's uh yeah i was i wanted to suggest i'm like should i suggest her because i mm. figured i'm like they have to like somebody's gonna have to suggest something. yeah like, there's no <laughs> way we're not gonna, we're gonna ever play this i had to there. someone was gonna play but i don't, don't want to have a repeat you know so i was like well i'll go with the more obscure ones that way we, we lower the chances of a repeat mm. Um, I, I had to yeah yeah that's a that was your suggestion she's great man yeah thank you yeah we were well go on with your song though let's, What's let's yours? more about her in, in a couple minutes yeah it, <laughs> in it very soon um this song another rock song i i grew up listening to rock music when i was growing up in mexico um i think it was just the time that i grew up in that rock was really big this guy a lot of people, you're probably not going to like his voice. A lot of people don't fucking like this guy because of his voice. Mm. It's got a really, he's got a really unique, I guess if you call it the voice. It's kind of like a, like, you know how like Billy Corgan kind of gets shit for his kind of oh, like yeah, yeah, voice? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, got to be unique, man. You know, yeah. shit. Like, you, you could tell if Billy Corgan changed his name and started singing, you could tell it was like him. It's like the same with this guy. This guy has like a voice you, you probably... I mean, if you like it, you like it. If you don't, you know, it's fine because it's mm-hmm. understandable. But one of his best songs, one of his best albums, uh, Esa Gran Velocidad, uh, or at that at that speed, at that high rate of speed. Uh, talking about being young, um, making bad decisions, doing doing drinking too much, and just like his his buddies and him growing up in the 80s or 90s in, in Mexico. It's a good, good song, in my opinion. So I think you guys will like it. I like that you're bringing in these alternatives too, because I would have never thought about this. This is cool. All right. Voy a intentar una tonada que se parezca a Una dulce carcajada Ahogada en humo y alcohol Lo que pasa es que solo un mal rock and rollero Él es solo un mal rock and rollero Con las palabras amontonadas Ebrias Él no respira, fuma Él no come, bebe Él no vive, muere A esa gran velocidad Fatal a esa gran velocidad, un impacto sería fatal. Morir así sería inusual. En un joven no es normal. 
vida está en mis manos Y un descuido sería mortal Veo un camino en mi vida No sé a dónde va acabar esta tonada que es la canción de un perdedor esta dulce carcajada y cantar el último rock lo que pasa es que solo un mal rock and rollero Eres solo un mal rock and rollero Con las palabras amontonadas Ebrias, locas A esa gran velocidad Un impacto sería fatal esa gran velocidad Un impacto sería fatal A esa gran velocidad Un impacto sería fatal A esa gran A esa gran velocidad Un infarto sería fatal A esa gran velocidad Un impacto sería fatal That was a deep feeling song, man. That was a that guy has an amazing voice, in my opinion. Yeah, I I wouldn't I would I don't have anything negative to say about his voice. Yeah, I thought he I sounded like, great. It's, yeah, uh, it gets raspier. This is one of his smoother songs. It gets raspier and raspier um, as it goes on, and some of his songs are are kind of <laughs> you you could tell like they they recorded it while they were fucked up or something. Yeah. Um, but. The guy has been like he's he's known pretty big, um, 
in Mexico, but outside of it, it's not outside of that area. It's not really very popular. Um, but every time I've like played, I've shared it with friends. Like, like you know, they're like, "Yeah, it's, it's a cool song." It's just, or he's a cool artist or whatever. It's just I don't like his voice or whatever. So, but yeah, maybe I guess I picked the the correct one to show you guys. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> yeah, I like how sweet and sincere it sounded. Um, nice, lovely ballad. I had, you know, I'm get it. I don't know what it was about, but I'm guessing it sounded like a sweet goodbye. That's what it sounded. That's what I'm Kinda. guessing what it sounded like. It was, was the lyrics were more so like it was. It was more so about being young and like basically just making bad decisions like, mm. just like yeah drinking mm. too much yeah and all this shit too much. i guess like yeah i got like a sense of nostalgia from it. yeah like being the uh, just just being really young and, and making bad choices with your life and then but being like into rock right like mm. rock and roll which apparently if to be in rock and roll you have to be fucking drinking a ton shit <laughs> yeah. uh. um that is pretty yeah. 80s rock. That was definitely their way. 90s too. Yeah, dude. The whole grunge thing here, especially here in America, they taking drugs and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, a lot of young ones died from the the grunge era. The court, uh, and then uh, that's like one era of music. I wish I could go back and like live in, the, in, the, in that time. Yeah, because like I know a lot of people would say like, "Oh, rap in the '90s or whatever," but no, dude, I I honestly would like to go back and and, and like go to like a Nirvana concert. I think that would be really cool. Dude, I was like inches away from Kurt Cobain's house a couple weeks ago. I was in Aberdeen, and they they, oh. they turned his house into a museum, but uh, my dad won't let me go. That sucks, yep. man. Super young too. Yeah. We're going to talk from uh, one icon who died really young to uh, another one. Let's uh, talk about Selena, Mikey. Well, let me tell you what, man. When she came out, I was living in California with my family. And talk about another person who just gave me a fuckload of pride to be who I was. Hmm. Selena, a Mexican-American person just like me. Crushing it. Beautiful. Gorgeous. A great representative of your people to the outside world. It's not a gangbanger on TV, somebody playing a criminal in a fucking movie. It's not, you know, all these negative stereotypes. It's somebody who's amazing and just blowing the lid off the fucking pop culture world. And uh, she made us all proud. All these women, you know, look beautiful, did their lipstick like her, tried to look like her, you know. And uh, she spoke English and Spanish. She was... um you know, a very amazing performer and somebody who came left too early, but this is Bitty Bitty Bum Bum is a song that I chose. It's the 94 version. I wanted it to be original. I didn't really want anything messed with or remastered. Um, it re- The song is about her basically crushing on a guy and like how Bitty Bitty Bum Bum is representative of her heart beating, yeah. like pattering, like, oh my God, oh my God, he's over there. Oh my God, every time he walks around me, I fucking go crazy. Oh my God, what's happening? I can't control myself anymore. I love this person. <laughs> you know, so it's like all these things that she's going through. It's a very cute, very empowering, but beautiful feminine song. Um, and uh, just a woman that I thought represented like the divine feminine in the Mexican culture. And she was nice. amazing at the time. Great. Yeah. Let's, let's relive this classic. Bitty bitty bum bum. Hey, yeah. 
I love it. You must have like a you have a thing for like women of the nineties, like these goddess women from the nineties expressing their love. I know, like your Mariah, you know, you have your Mariah yeah, I love thing. it. <laughs> I'm a, I, you know, I love the songbird being a songbird putting on her song. I don't know what the fuck. Yeah. I mean, you know, I I'd rather hear it from a woman's perspective, like going after some dude that's nice you know i don't like hearing women like talking shit i don't really care about all the fucking pay my bill shit but <laughs> a woman who's being earnest and cute and loving and all this other stuff like in her songs just the way i feel like guys try to reflect in some of their songs that aren't so fucking disgusting at the same time you know it's it seems like few and far between that are less degrading nowadays so that's a nice one. That is very, very true. I don't know why that Cardi B shit took over female artists. <sighs> sex sold, man. That's the problem. It's just sold out. But that's the thing, though. Like, like sex sold even back when people weren't fucking talking about. I've seen women talking about, like, on music, talking about fucking drugging dudes and shit. Like, like, crazy shit like that that I would have never thought would have been a thing. It's, like, now kind of a thing now. Um, but, I mean, I, I mean, I remember. I know Lewis remembers, like, Lady Gaga. That wasn't fucking... That wasn't some crazy shit. That was, I, I personally like Lady Gaga. A lot of people don't like her. I, hmm. I like Lady Gaga a lot. Um, you know, Lewis showed me the song that she sang for yeah, some movie. Yeah. Dude, it hit me again. I heard it again, Lewis. Yeah. I listened to the playlist and her song hit me in the fucking feels, bro. Jesus, and yeah. uh, <clears throat> I was like, God damn. You know, just like Lady Gaga, how she, she first showed up. And she's like fucking looking banging with these like weird uh panty slash underwear. Th I don't know what she's wearing, but it was sexier. Nobody was doing that. Lady Gaga is the first one to start doing that. And uh but she, and behind all that sex image shit was this actually amazing singer. And I was like, damn, is it really like that? That they can't just put out amazing talent. They really do have to bait you like that with sex. And it seems to be that that's a continued formula and it starts to get to a point where you're like, well, how low are you going to go in this limbo? You know what I'm saying? Some of it is just meant for BET after dark. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Although yeah. Lady Gaga is like, like her performances, in my opinion, seem more like theatrical than anything. Yeah. Um, I can't compare that to fucking... Again, I don't want to shit too much on Cardi B, but I really don't like her. <laughs> I don't think she's, mm. she's a good artist. Um, but there's another girl that I can't fucking stand. Megan Thee Stallion? No, it's... Because um, I love her. She's, she's a little over the top. <laughs> yeah. I hate to say it, too. It sounds like I'm shitting on like black women, but that has nothing to do with that because I love Alicia Keys. She's like one of my favorite artists of all time. 
Um, it's fucking Lizzo, dude. I don't know. Mm. Oh, guys, well. But fucking I mean, Lizzo is. Everybody hates Lizzo now, dude. She's just. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's a little over the top. It's a little over the top. Just like be a little more, more humble and cool and like, you know. Yeah, dude, Lizzo's fucking ridiculous. Like, I can't. Um, and I, I get, I get what she's doing. I get why she's doing it. Um, it's just, it's not. It's What'd not you hear? Re- something recently happened. Well, let's get to the song. All right, bitty yeah, bitty yeah. bum bum. We already finished that. Okay, no, we're yeah. on the next one. Oh, uh, yeah, before. <laughs> Before you I have talk to take about shot, this, baby. I just want—I haven't been taking my shots. I finished—I finished the Modelo, finished half moon. But I just—I just want to take a shot for uh, Selena, just a, uh, just yeah. a little R.I.P. R.I.P. Selena. Dude, when she died, my family cried. My sister fucking bawled, bro. Selena was her fucking idol. Oh my Fuck god! Yeah, I killed her too, bro. Oh, I know. We all, everybody wanted her dead. I was like, "Please, cartel, somebody kill her inside jail." Yeah, <sighs> if there's a just world out there, somebody will. St- okay, not now. Allegedly, whatever. Yeah. This recording, you know. Sorry. <laughs> back then, back then, this is what I was thinking. Um. Okay. About this, my uh, my song. Um. It, it's so weird. Um. Uh, my friend Mark took me home from work uh, a couple of hours ago. Uh, and the first song he played on his car is this song. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? He like read my mind. And the next song he played after this was Oh My Coma Ba. It's like, my, my friend Mark is like the quietest rushing man. He's so kind, wow. so, so pure. But he's like so into like soul and funk and R&B and just that's awesome like, yeah and like how how does he know this song and he didn't he's just like oh the Spotify recommended it so <laughs> well <laughs> okay I, I fucking, told this no, did his okay. metadata know that your metadata was in the car I don't know I, he thought like because he follows me on Spotify maybe the songs I listen to gets recommended to him oh like, okay that makes a lot more sense that's, yeah. that's a possibility but anyways, uh, the song I'm playing right now is uh, one of my dad's favorites. Uh, this, I mean, this, I don't know. I got to ask him, what is his favorite song? But I mean, this is, this, in my opinion, this could be my top, in his top five. At least to what I know. Uh, really? um, you know, I, I thought, we probably won't find the time, but uh, I thought eventually, like, if, if we, this podcast goes on for a long time, we do like a, uh, Father's Day playlist. This this would make it on for that because uh, this this like I said, this could be one of his favorite songs. Uh, I like that. You know, like it was um when was it? Fuck, late late 2019. My dad went to like a, a kind of like a coma. Um, you know, he was kind of like in mobile for a while. Um, you know, my family was scared for him and. Uh, you know, my I had a cousin or second cousin, I guess. I don't I don't know what the term is, but uh, she she flew all the way from California. To, as soon as she heard bad news from him, she came all the way up here to see him, and uh, she was she was talking to him, and he was barely she wasn't he wasn't really responding, but um he she she was talking to him, and I guess he was listening. He, she was talking about this song, and I was squeezing his hand, 
and she played the song on her phone and he started to tap along and like the first feelings he got back was because uh he heard the song so he's like mimicking uh some of the instrumental parts wow so uh yeah that's why i chose this song so so Sarito Sapecito by Amalo is uh has a uh, is led by Jorge uh Santana, brother of Carlos Santana. So I just I all I chose oh, cool. all I chose today was the Santana brothers. That's the only <laughs> the only uh <laughs> recommendations I got by Mexican audience. Nepotism again? Uh all I okay, all the only things that came to mind when I came up with this playlist were the Santana brothers. And girls named Selena, so either Selena or uh, Selena Gomez. <laughs> uh, so uh, yeah, this song's pretty special to me. Uh, it's it's so dang catchy. I freaking love this song. So visito by Malo Fresco.
I dug that, dude. That's cool. That is a that is a great tune, man. Yeah. Uh I can I don't skateboard, but I imagine somebody who's skateboarding down a boardwalk when the sun's like just hitting it right. <laughs> this is like skateboarding vibes, right? Like longboard. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't do it, and it sounds awesome. <laughs> you know? I did not have that picture in my mind, but now I do, and I, it fits. <laughs> yeah, man. How's the feeling like you're flying? The way he sings and hits the notes, it's awesome. Yeah, it's... I see his, I see why my, my dad liked it. My dad's like... Uh, he, he left R&B and soul. He's not a fan of... He's not, he says, I don't like Motown, but I love, I love soul music. <laughs> He's a, and uh, he, he always says, I love low ride music. That's the music oh, I the, listen yeah. to. That's the, this is the perfect song. Totally for, low like, rider. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it, it's a strange feeling how like, I don't get along with my dad a lot of the times, but you know, I always, I always think of him a lot of the times when I listen to the, listen to music and that. This is, you know, the like the number one song I probably think of when I think of my dad. It's beautiful, man. He'll always live with you there for sure. That's lovely. Uh, I had a good time. Not to go too deep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I had a good time with you guys tonight. I'm feeling a bit, uh, a bit like at a like a level above tipsy, whatever that is. <laughs> Slurly, How does that work? <laughs> You're, you're probably uh if you're above tipsy i'd say i'm feeling good feeling that's what good. i said yeah there's yeah. a whole beer half a beer and like four, five shots of tequila that's Europe. stay in the pocket stay right there <laughs> start drinking water and eat some food and you're gonna be fucking perfect i would stop right there i wouldn't go too much further dude all right yeah that's kind of a lot bro <laughs> <laughs> So you're you're in the pocket. Just get a maybe have a snack before you go to bed. Walk around, drink some right. for sure. Get some water because that's the, the yeah the dehydration is the hangover. Yeah. yeah, it's not as bad as the uh, St. Patrick's Day episode. I remember you, like I remember like the fifth shot. I was like, I can't feel my arms. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, I, I when I my last birthday when I went camping, that should happen to me, bro. I I think I drank more with my brother than I've ever drank. We had each of us had like nineteen beers or something like that. Damn, family gets it out of you. Oh my god, dude! I because he bought too much. He's like, "Well, we don't want to take a bunch of beers back back home." It, they weren't like super strong. They were uh, uh, te, tecate, yeah. Okay. And um, but nineteen, you're fucking hammered and pissing all the time. Oh yeah, dude! It was it was <laughs> it was bad, like. We drank too much. That's the only time I've, I've actually been scared. I'm like, hopefully I don't fucking die of alcohol poisoning. So drinking oh, too yeah. much. But we were eating a lot too. I think it's when people don't eat and then they drink a bunch. It's that like there's nothing for the alcohol to absorb, you know, that it fucks them up. That's what I'm saying. That's why all those celebrities die. It's because they try not to stay skinny, you know, so they'll just do cocaine yeah, instead eat, of eat bro. instead of eating. <laughs> I think I'm going to find me a snack in a minute. Hey, Lewis, have they Me opened too. that uh, that that uh, Cantonese place again? Yep, it's open. It's like uh, it's like a Fully you know open. back to normal. Fully open? Back to normal. Yep. I want to go back, dude. I feel bad, <laughs> yeah. I, I feel bad for like even though they're kind of rude, I still feel bad like seeing a lot of the shit that's happening to Asian people in America. Yeah. It's like every day now. 
It was mm. like weekly. Now it's like every day on the news. Yeah. I check some bullshit it, like that is happening. I feel bad. Like mm. it's not, this is not really anyone's fault, but like the government of China. Right. Mm. Like no, nobody causes, but you know, or, or, or causes it. There was just their mishandling. So just the amount of, and then the dickhead president, you know, that we had, we're calling people calling it the China virus or whatever. It's like, yeah. Oh, you're only adding fuel to the fire. Yes, mm. it came from China. You're not wrong, but there's going to be a lot of Chinese people here, a lot of Asian people that don't even need to do with China. They're going to get a bunch of fucking... It's like 9-11, right? Like what happened with Muslim people after 9-11? Yeah, yeah I'll say the same thing goes for... Uh... You know, I was going to say it's a little exaggerated, but at the same time, I've experienced it when it comes to... And I think the white populace can now understand what the fuck it feels like when the media hones in on you and emphasizes you and all this stuff but uh when a lot of cartel shit happens or a lot of gang shit happens or there's certain movies and mexicans are portrayed a certain way i feel like that people look at me a certain way for a while that i can't figure out until i understand like pop culture and i was like oh cartel shit that's the most popular shows right that's why people are looking at me all wide-eyed and shit why are the people looking at me different what the fuck's going on i'm like oh that stupid fucking cartel thing is hit netflix god damn it you know and the funny thing is is like yeah you gotta understand how some people's subconscious you get hit and you don't understand it you know it's not intentional you just start looking at people like maybe this guy could be this guy and maybe with donald trump and all this asian talk and all this stuff people have who are stupid just started looking at you know other people with much more fucked up eyes and stuff and you're like man i can't believe it but having experienced it myself i'm like actually again so uh that sucks it it fucking sucks dude i haven't and i i I like that place and and you know it's important i rather honestly i'd rather give my money to a restaurant like that than to give it to like mcdonald's or someplace like that like those companies don't need don't need Uh, yeah yeah um, they're fucking global they got enough yeah. they'd be fine so if, if i if i want to go eat out I wanna, i'd rather go to a place like that that's mm. like locally owned and, and the people that are making a living out of it yeah um so yeah yeah it that fucking sucks that the, this shit is happening but i'm glad to hear that they're open again i was like getting nervous that it was just going to be like a restaurant now that was not going to be a buffet but you said it's like a now you can dine in and there yeah yeah we we went uh, a couple of months ago about oh, month yeah ago. dude that rocks okay yeah, I uh, like that place. Yeah, if you uh, come by my place uh, this weekend, we we can go. Yeah, for sure, dude. Uh, that, yeah. yeah, I just realized that May is actually Asian uh, Pacific Islander month. Like, a, yeah. Like, so I, I'm actually happy that uh, this uh, last Saturday wasn't actually well, Saturday, April, actually. No, Saturday was the first of May. Saturday, I went to the Chamorro food cart. And it's oh, it makes me so happy when I go there. <laughs> it's like my version of soul food. Like it, I'm gonna it, have to go there with you, but it because that sounds amazing. Really, Tomorrow you gotta food. go. It's it's like dude. I want to. I'm you know my, I don't want to be biased and say it's the best tasting food, but it's like it just makes me feel so good. They, they give you like three pieces of chi- like large like chicken breasts with three piece ribs, like a whole lot of rice. Uh, delicious salad over this like uh, salad dressing they make themselves and a shrimp fritter it's like shrimp mixed with like uh like peas and carrots like stuffed in a little ball 
and it's mm-hmm. only fourteen bucks on a little whole plate. Mm-hmm. And they they make this thing called Kellogg's. Kellogg's like this kind of like a chick like a salad kind of like a. It's mixed with like it could be chicken, it could be beef, it could be shrimp, and uh, okay, mixed with uh, like s- spices. I I can't really c- comprehend what it is, but well, it's delicious. I'll have to take your word for it and go try it. Yeah, it's on um, Sandy Boulevard. Uh, yeah, go there. Most def recommend. All right. Uh, let's let's call this an episode. I there's like questions I want to ask you guys, but. Hey, well, we we uh, we we did enough, and I'm getting drunk, so let's end this soon. Yeah, I always uh, I ask, I always end the show by saying, uh, "Okay, I love you, goodbye." As a quote from uh, the Animaniacs. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, there's this the uh, I don't not the anim like there's a skit on the Animaniacs about Mindy and her dog. Like Mindy would is like a, a little tiny kid. She does whatever she wants, and the dog tries to save her, like from doing dangerous things. You guys remember this? I think so. Okay. Like whenever oh. Mi- Mindy an- encounters like a grown-up, she says, "What you doing?" And like uh, she just keeps saying, "Why and why <laughs> oh, and yeah, why?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like when she's like, "I'm bored with this conversation," she says, "Okay, I love you. Goodbye." So uh, let's let's end this episode by saying, uh, 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 estoy bien, estoy bien, uh, uh, <laughs> estoy bien, uh, te amo, adios. There we go. Bye bye. Adios. Bye bye. Bye bye.